All right, we are now on the record. Good morning, everyone. I'm Susan Drummond, City of Kirkland Hearing Examiner. Today is Thursday morning, 9.30 a.m., December 1st, 2022. We have one item on today's agenda. It's a master plan uh, amendment, matter number ZON21-00460. Uh, this is for a 3,600-square-foot uh, amenity building uh, that would complement Carolyn Point Apartments at 5604 Lakeview Drive, adjacent to the Cross-Kirkland Corridor. Um, in terms of the criteria that I review for this, this is detailed in the staff report, report but basically I, I look to development regulation consistency uh, as well as consistency with the public health, safety, and welfare. Uh, this proceeding today is quasi-judicial, and that just means it's somewhat formal. Witnesses are sworn in and exhibits admitted. Uh, as the decision maker, I cannot have any conflicts of interest, which would impair my ability to render a fair and impartial decision. I'm not aware of any, uh, but if any concerns or questions, now is the time to raise those. Um, in terms of the format for today, uh, the planning department will provide a summary of the proposal, then the applicant um, may provide additional detail, then we'll open this up for public comment. I typically do set um, time limits for public comment, usually that's about three to five minutes, depends on how many people we have online who would like to speak today. Um, and then if the applicant wishes to address any of the questions or concerns which arise during public comment, uh, the applicant may do so, uh, and the planning department may have clarifications as well. Uh, I make a recommendation, the council makes the final decision, and my recommendation comes out within eight calendar days of the close of the record. Typically on these Zoom proceedings, I will keep the record open for a day, just in case um, there is was anyone who had technical difficulty and couldn't sign in and provide comment and, and wish to do so. In terms of the material that I have received Received up to now. Uh, this is the staff report as well as attachments one through 19. Um, I'm fairly familiar with the proposal at this point. I did do a, a site visit yesterday. Um, that's not evidence, but it does provide um, context for the evidence that is admitted. Um, we are conducting this, of course, via a remote hearing platform. Um, some detail on that was provided earlier, uh, but if there are technical difficulties, we'll halt the proceeding as needed and, and fix those. If you could, uh, we don't have a chat feature, um, but if you could raise your hand or do this, <laughs> if you have any difficulty hearing, uh, that would be appreciated. Um, are there any questions on either the Zoom platform or any procedural questions about today before we begin? All right, I am not seeing any questions. So I think what we'll do is we'll turn first to the planning department. Who's presenting for the department today? I am. Oh, okay. Uh, good morning, Ms. Andrew. If you could state your name for the record. Jennifer Andrew. I'm an associate planner in the city of Kirkland. And you swear from to tell the truth under penalty of perjury under the laws of the state of Washington? I do. Thank you. And Ms. Andrew, as I mentioned, I have reviewed the staff report and the attached exhibits one through 19, and those are all admitted. Excellent. And you, you may proceed when you're ready. Okay, everyone can see that? See the slides? Oh, and I, by the way, I misspoke. I think it's 3,084 yeah. square feet, not, not 3,600. It is. It is. Building. Yeah. yeah. Okay, jumping in, uh, we're here to discuss the Carolyn Point Apartments Master Plan Amendment. Uh, I have about nine slides to introduce the project. We'll touch on some of the public comments and also zoning compliance. 
And uh, the existing site is located at 5604 Lakeview Drive. That's down in the Lakeview neighborhood. It's between the Cross Kirkland Corridor and Lakeview Drive. It's just south of Northeast 58th Street. Um, the current development was previously approved in the 1988 uh, master plan that included 135 multifamily residential units. Those are housed in 13 separate buildings. Uh, 284 parking stalls that are dispersed amongst garages, carports, and some surface stalls. And then also a recreation building, which was ultimately not constructed. So this proposal, as we mentioned, is an amendment that it will include an amenity building along the east side of the subject property adjacent to the CKC shown here. And if we take a little bit closer look at that site plan, it includes the one-story, 3,084-square-foot amenity building adjacent to the CKC. It would also include two additional parking stalls to support the building, one of which would be ADA compliant. There's also a critical area buffer. Um, a buffer averaging, it allows 25 feet of pavement within that wetland buffer to accommodate for a hammerhead turnaround of the parking. And then also an ADA compliant uh, walkway. It would connect the parking stalls in the amenity building and then it also links up with an existing pathway there to the CKC. So during the initial comment period, staff received six comment letters from the community members. Uh, it covered a variety of topics on the project and I'll touch on each of these, but the staff report does go into um, response on all of them. And we did connect with members of the public through follow-up phone calls. We had a Zoom call with neighbors east of the project and then also an on-site visit. Uh, starting with public noticing, we received questions about adequacy and location of the public notice signs. Uh, the location and number of the signs are compliant per code. So for this project, it meant one that's adjacent to the CKC and then one adjacent to Lakeview Drive. Um, staff also increased public outreach beyond what's required in code. So that looked like connecting with the Lakeview and Central Houghton Neighborhood Associations. We also expanded the required 300 foot noticing radius up to a half mile um, and also emailed a notice out about the project to a city managed listserv um, that's CKC focused. We also received a couple of comments having to do with property lines and critical area boundaries, uh, wanting to make sure that it's not encroaching into the CKC or those critical areas. Um, the applicant did complete a critical area determination in 2019, and that identified and delineated any streams or wetlands on the subject property or in proximity to this development. Um, and then as part of that review and also included in the amendment application materials, they submitted a signed and sealed survey that shows the location of those areas. Um, I did wanna note in the staff report, um, it, it states that they submitted a topo and boundary survey included with this, app, with this packet, um, but it's actually just a topo survey and they will be required to submit the topo and boundary as part of the building permit uh, with the idea that that further um, confirms the setback compliance. But as proposed, the building, the parking, the ADA ramp, they're all located on Carillon Apartments' um, private property, and they're outside of the critical area and buffers. We did receive a few comments for the project that are more specifically reviewed through the subsequent building permit. 
So these are things like tree retention, uh, lighting, impacts to transit lines. Uh, we did receive both support and concerns over the potential trees that are, that are near the development. And the city's development review arborist did a preliminary review, uh, but a final tree retention plan will be required with the building permit. Um, for lighting, we had someone who was concerned about the light that would be produced from the building. We do have code regulations that require energy efficient lighting and developers are required to take measures to reduce glare, um, light pollution. So that would be from adjoining properties and also um, some of the built environment around there. This is all in compliance with the Washington State Energy Code and staff have conditioned the approval to require the applicant to submit a lighting plan for review under the building permit. And we also heard from King County Metro, they were reaching out to discuss and just coordinate potential impacts with transit lines down on Lake Washington and Lakeview Drive. Um, and the applicant and public works department will work for, they'll establish a traffic control measures just as needed and coordinate with King County Metro. So that's through project staging and also through all of construction. Okay, so the last two topics we received coming on were the use of the amenity building and then also relocation of the memorial bench. Um, an individual asked about the intended use of the building, things like occupancy, um, noise, litter, things like that. Um, the use of the building will have a fitness room, a lounge area, and a leasing office. So kind of all activities that are very typical of a residential development like this. And they're also within the scope of the 1988 master plan. Um, it'll also be subject to city noise regulations and property maintenance standards. And then last, but certainly, certainly not least, um, we had a community member that reached out with concern about um, moving Doreen Marcioni's memorial bench. And the amendment does include to shift that about 100 feet north on the CKC. It's away from existing overgrown vegetation, and it would also put it outside of the footprint of the proposed building. And that would help to maintain and also better capture views of Lake Washington. Um, the applicant will work with the city manager's office and public works department on the design of that final location and installation. Okay, so as far as the master plan is concerned, uh, multifamily residential units in the PLA 15B zone are required um, to go through a master, master plan approval, excuse me, uh, which is a 2B process, as noted earlier. Um, in this case, it's an amendment because we already have an existing master plan that was put in place previously. Um, the amendment still required to go through this 2B. Uh, it reviews things like general location, shape, use of the major development features, non-residential and residential uses, and also parking. So the applicant has submitted development plans showing details on the development features, and those non-residential uses for the amenity building. Um, and there's no other change to the number of dwelling units or the parking that's already been approved through the master plan. So all the other components of that 1988 plan remain unchanged and they're consistent with the prior approval. So there's a number of zoning requirements uh, that are pertinent to this project. And those are all detailed in the staff report. Um, we did review the project and found it complies with the CKC development standards. There's PLA 15B standards and dimensional standards. So things such as setbacks, lot coverage and height. Um, as I mentioned earlier, critical areas were reviewed by staff and also the city's consultant biologist through a determination process. 
and compliance for that buffer averaging. Um, a geotechnical report will also be required with the building permit. That's for compliance with chapter 85. And that gets peer reviewed by one of the city's contracted geotechnical firms. Um, for tree retention and site lighting, as I just mentioned, both are assessed through the building permit and the proposal doesn't change any of the approved parking. So finally, uh, the environmental review was completed. There was a CEPA review um, for the existing master plan. And then the scope of this amendment doesn't trigger any of the city's thresholds that require additional uh, environmental review. And then I did just want to quickly note that although public amenities are not required by the city code, the applicant, you know, they, they understand the project's proximity to the public resource that's the CKC. And so with staff feedback, they prepared an amenity package and that's attachment three in the staff report. So with that, staff recommends approval of the proposal subject to the conditions identified in the staff report. Thank you, Ms. Andrew. And your, the PowerPoint will be um, exhibit B and is admitted. Okay, um, I'll send that over to you. Okay, and I don't have any questions for you. So we will move to the applicant. Uh, who's presenting for the applicant today? I am, I'm Scott Clark. Uh, good morning, Mr. Clark. If you could state your name for the record. Uh, Scott Clark. Might you swear from to tell the truth under penalty of perjury under the laws of the state of Washington? Yes, I do. Thank you. Okay. So is it Zach or Craig? Who's got control? Great, okay. So um, well, we can, you've seen, probably seen most of this so we can get through this rather quickly, but to reiterate, we're just over 3000 square feet. It is a one story building. So it's quite small and it's specifically for the local residents as well as management and some other uh, associated amenities. Next, Greg. <clears throat> and can you make your screen a little bit bigger? Next slide, Craig. Yeah, this is, this is, a, oh, wait a second. Um, so what, are you seeing page two right now? No. I think the cover page, the public hearing, it's titled public hearing for process to be amendment. No, oh, one second then. There we go. Okay. So I think this, this, is, this is a really important slide to help everybody understand <clears throat> why we're doing what, where we're doing it. So in 1988, when the uh, master plan was approved, you see that orange building at the bottom of the diagram. That's where the amenity building was located and approved. And you'll notice that it was approximately 3,200 square feet. And so we're roughly the same square footage, but it, in addition, it also included a bridge. Next slide. Since then, <clears throat> as you know, our environmental laws and our critical area requirements have become more stringent, um, you know, sensibly so. And where you see the blue shaded area, all those areas now restrict any form of construction or development. Um, in particular, that, um, you know, where it was originally located, it was on the other side of the stream and that bridge was going over the stream. So we could no longer put the building there. Next slide. <clears throat> so the only place that we could find on the site is where you now see the orange building, which is the location of the proposed one-story uh, amenity building. Next, Craig. 
And through the process working with city staff, which just to give you a sense of, of, of time, actually started back in about 2018, but with some staffing changes plus code, et cetera, it's taken a while to get to this point. And that's afforded us to be able to kind of develop the design in response to staff concerns, as well as just um, being empathetic to the neighbors up the slope, et cetera. And so on the left-hand side, you know, when we were doing the 2019 version, that was actually sort of a two-story building with a large occupied roof deck, and that was eliminated. And so now we basically have a single-story building, which we've also kind of nudged down the slope a little bit. So if you look at the, where the, the, the bottom, where the, uh, the base is on each of them, you'll notice the image on the right, it's sort of nestled into the slope a little bit more. Next slide, Craig. <clears throat> and, and, and we've also eliminated, you know, as you can see, this two-story because we needed an elevator to be ADA compliant, et cetera, and a lot of glazing. But also we kind of tailored the form of the building so that it looked a little bit more like the topography of the slope. In other words, it kind of blends into the shapes of, of the topography. Next slide. And really, you know, that was also in an effort to eliminate any view implications at all to anybody walking by on the trail or in a single family home up the slope. And you can see on the left, we have our current situation. And we're going to be eliminating those cotton, cottonwood trees because they're just, they're at the end of their, their lives and they, they, they pose a risk to structures and people. And by placing our one-story building where we are, we're effectively not really um, impacting the lake view at all. And all we're doing is covering the roofs of some of the buildings further down the slope. Next. Also, it's important to, to realize that in the 1988 master plan that was approved, the critical view elevation that was taken into consideration was the view elevation in the top left-hand corner, which was 211 feet. And the roof of our new one-story building is only 180 feet. So effectively, we are 30 feet below the view threshold that was approved in uh, 1988. Next, Greg. <clears throat> this is just a really good, and, and having visited the site yesterday, I think this, this, this really helps give you a sense of scale because that entire frontage is, is hundreds of feet long. And we're only talking about where the building's located. And you can see, you know, we've got number one is the existing bench. And then we've got the proposed bench, the, la the landscaping, and the amenity building. But the majority of that entire uh, trail is still wide open and, and offers a lot of view. And in the Cross County, in the Cross Kirkland uh, Trail Master Plan, this is actually referred to as Houghton Porch. And the idea is that it would afford good views of the lake. And we are certainly still um, enabling that. Next slide. <clears throat> so this is just a quick little sketch that shows the location of the building. We are, we are within the, um, the setback from the property line, but in addition, we're approximately 50 feet from the edge of the existing um, corridor. So that's a significant distance. 
And then we're also going to be improving the landscape of, of, of the corridor around our building, which I think is going to be very nice. And that's item number one. And then, you know, we've got a nice little dog station because a lot of folks like to walk their dogs. We've got the park bench and we're providing some interpretive signage, which is consistent with the idea of Houghton Porch being this sort of view opportunity. And then, as, as mentioned earlier, we're simply showing the parking and we added the two stalls in the top right hand corner, one of which provides ADA parking, which is, is really quite important for this building. Next. <clears throat> and as part of the proposal, we actually have what I consider to be a really sophisticated and lush landscaping plan with, with really nice variety of plants. And let's go next, Craig, with the idea that we kind of wanted sort of on the left-hand side and the right-hand side, the idea of sort of floral kind of meadow-like and native grasses in there, which will, again, not impede view, but create a light, nice uh, amount of texture plus seasonal variety in terms of the blooms. And you can see in the next slide kind of the selection of, of the planting. Next slide. <clears throat> so this slide is the city rendering from the Cross Kirkland master plan showing the, the Houghton porch. And that also includes the um, yeah, so there, there we are. So now let's go. And, and by the way, it includes ducks, which is kind of nice. Um, and then here we just superimposed to scale our one story building. So you can see that, you know, as you're walking in this direction, really there's very little view impact because you already had the trees, which are still directly behind that building. And, and let's face it, your view, you're, you're really going to be focusing to the right and looking over the lake. So really no impact at all. Next picture. And then we thought this was a really nice um, um, uh, amenity. It, you know, it's nice having that memorial bench, but it's relatively small. Um, and here we're putting in, in addition to relocating the existing memorial bench, we're putting in a new larger public bench which really provides the opportunity for people to kind of, you know, rest, take a moment with their dogs, review the interpretive signage, but also it's large enough that, you know, a number of people can, can get together and kind of gather. So we thought that was a really nice addition. Next, Craig. And then here are just some, some simple renderings of, of the, the building in relationship to the walk. And you can see from the boundary of the walkway to the building, that's our 50 feet. Also on the left-hand side, you can see a couple walking up, up a ramp. We have another picture of that in a moment. <clears throat> but then next slide, Craig. And then here you start to get a sense of, of, of the transparency of the building, which is by the way, a requirement for the Cross Kirkland um, um, zoning code. But also it, it, it reinforces the sense of the lightness of the building, because we're actually up on piles having to work, work around the critical area, but also the shape of the building has kind of a nice, let's say, organic quality about it. So it's not obviously a building, it kind of has a nice blend. And then also we've got, you know, the, the, the landscaping, which really starts to, to I'm going to say, reinforce the specialness of the, of the corridor and, and uh, reinforce the, the building. 
Next, Craig. And then this one is important because this is that, that um, ramp, all of which is on uh, our property, private property, but this is the ADA access down to the ADA stalls, which given the topography of the overall slope and the ability to get to this location in a car, et cetera, was very important to do. But also it just sort of reinforces sort of the intuitive and, and grace associated with the building and how you approach it. Next, Craig. <clears throat> so then this just as sort of a summary, here's your aerial view. You can see where the landscaping is, the building. Also, you can see the broad expanse of the trail that's completely unaffected and it is still providing um, uh, the views that everyone uh, appreciates so much. So, you know, in conclusion, as, as mentioned earlier, um, we're fully in compliance with the development regulations. And um, I just want to make, you know, reinforce that we've taken time to develop this proposal, working with the staff. And um, we think we've come up with something that is, on the one hand, meeting our clients' uh, needs, but also is sensitive to the immediate community and to the, um, the trail. And with the public amenities, the enhanced landscaping, the directional signage, the pet relief, and also that really nice bench, et cetera. Um, uh, and we're also going to be able to provide utilities uh, if and when the city wants to put a public rest station up, up on the site, they'll be able to, through an easement, attach into the site's utilities and provide that station. So that really is our, our proposal. Thank you, Mr. Clark. Um, did you want to make your um, PowerPoint uh, an exhibit and include it in the record? Yes, Courtney, I don't see a, a problem with that. Do you? We absolutely do. Thank you. Okay. Um, so if you could, if, if the planning department does not already have it, if you could email it to them and then they'll provide it to me and that is admitted as exhibit C. Thank you. So, um, I don't have any further questions. Um, I think we'll turn, unless there's anything further from the applicant, we will turn to public comment. Um, and I'll, I guess I'll turn to the clerk. Do we have a, a list of uh, individuals who wish to provide comment? Let's see, we've lost our clerk. <laughs> um, oh, there you are. I apologize. I apologize no, no about that. Um, no we do have three attendees um, okay. listening in, but I don't see any hands raised. So at this time, if anybody would like to make public comment, please raise your hand and I'll um, allow you to speak. Uh, and if you would like to present anything, if that's allowed with you, Susan. Yep. All right. Um, uh, the hearing examiner will allow you to do a presentation as well, if you would like. Um, there's a minor delay in giving you that ability, but um, just let us know. So, Lisa, I'll go ahead and uh, allow you to speak. And, and noted, I'm going to. I'll keep. Uh, looks like um, probably about five minutes would be about right for public comment. Um, at Ms. McConnell, um, if you could state your name for the record. My name is Lisa McConnell. And you swear for him to tell the truth under penalty of perjury under the laws of the state of Washington? Yes, I do. Thank you. Uh, just a brief comment, which I had um, mailed in um, it back in October. Um, I have to say the, the building design is um, 
very appropriate and aesthetically pleasing. I'm, I'm really um, pleased with how this turned out. Um, my only minor concern is that construction at this site no way encroach on the Cross Kirkland corridor and the function of the trail. Uh, many people use it as a non-motorized uh, commute option, and there really is no um, viable or way for an accessible detour should um, material or equipment be stored on the CKC. I just wanted um, some assurance that um, that um, during the building and construction phase that equipment and materials would not be um, uh, placed on the trail. That's it. Thank you, Ms. McConnell. And we'll turn back to the applicant after public comment is completed so you all can address uh, any questions and including the one that came up from Ms. McConnell. Um, thank you. Do we, yes, thank you, Ms. McConnell. And is there anyone, I know there were two other individuals who were listening and may or may not have, have comment this morning. I see none. Okay, all right. Um, let the record reflect that there are no other individuals who have expressed a wish to comment. And as noted, I'm gonna keep the record open through tomorrow, Friday, December 2nd. Uh, and that's just in case uh, there was anyone who wanted to comment and had difficulty signing in. Usually that's not an issue, but I do that kind of just in case. Um, so at this point, I'll turn back to the applicant um, to see if there was a response on Ms. Ms. Connell's question, I think was the only question which arose during the public comment. And um, that yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'll, Mr. I'll take it. Yeah. Oh, let me swear you in first. If you could state your name yep. for the record. Uh, Craig Carney. And you swear from to tell the truth under penalty of perjury under the laws of the state of Washington. I do. Thank you. Yeah, to address um, any staging concerns, everything will be on private property and not uh, encroach on city property. So rest assured the trail will remain open during the course of construction and will not impede its use. Okay. Thank you for that clarification. Sure. All right, is there anything further from either the applicant or the planning department? Nothing from the planning department. And nothing, nothing further from, from the applicant? Team. No. Okay. Nothing from our team either. Okay, all right. Well, thank you all. Um, this does seem to me a very thoroughly thought out and well vetted project. I'm not seeing any consistency issues uh, with the code. Uh, I'll wait, of course, to make a final recommendation until the record closes tomorrow. And then, as I noted earlier, my decision will be out within eight calendar days. Um, any procedural questions before we adjourn from anyone? Okay. All right. Well, thank you all for your participation this morning. It is appreciated. We are adjourned.